Welcome to Forward, the podcast of the Forward Thinking Chiropractic Alliance. This is your home for progressive, thought-provoking real talk in the chiropractic profession. Featuring the legends, the innovators, and the thought leaders that move our profession forward. And now your host, Dr. Bobby Maybe. Welcome everyone to Forward, the podcast of the Forward Thinking Chiropractic Alliance. Today my guest is Dr. Ben Carvasso, or Carvasso, he'll tell me how you pronounce that name. But Dr. Ben is a high-performance coach with 28 years of experience, and he started his personal development career at age 19. He has been refining the art of helping to bring out the best in individuals and teams. He's a coach. He's a business coach. He tells business people how to be successful, and they pay him to do it. Uh, And he is also a chiropractor, or at least was a chiropractor that practiced for a good amount of time in the lovely country of Australia. So uh, in 2018, he published a book that is an Amazon bestseller. It's called Life CEO Take Charge and Start Doing Your Life's Work, Not Your Busy Work. You can check out more, uh, and I'm just going to spell it out. You can check out more about Dr. Ben at Dr. Ben Carvasso, D-R-B-E-N-C-A-R-V-O-S-S-O.com. And uh, this was a really enjoyable podcast. Uh, we just talk... Uh, the people who've been guests on this podcast know, but maybe the listeners don't know. I literally just say, hello, how you doing? We ask each other every, about our day as, uh, as it goes, and then we just push record and we record a podcast. We have a conversation. So these podcasts are just about having conversations with folks and seeing what comes up from it. And I really liked what came up from this conversation with Dr. Ben, and I know you will too. So enjoy the podcast. Before I get started, we're going to talk about our sponsors uh, because we've got some great sponsors and their support really helps us have a successful podcast. Uh, Parker Seminars, there's two things here with Parker Seminars, uh, Parker Vegas. Uh, there's, you're going to be in two situations depending on when you listen to this podcast. Uh, either you are listening and you are running out of time to attend Parker Las Vegas and you need to register now and get off the fence or Parker Vegas has already happened and you need to prepare yourself in advance to attend the next one. They keep getting better and better each year. uh, And if you haven't been in a while, it's time to come on back and revisit. And if you've never been, it is time to give it a shot. Take a little mini vacation in Las Vegas. Uh, They do it up nice. And uh, this year, and particularly uh, they're throwing a little party at the Paris underneath the Eiffel Tower. Um, So if you're there, I will see you there. And I'm I intend to be at Parker Vegas every time I possibly can from here on into the future. Next podcast sponsor is uh, we are going to, we're going to talk about the T tool. So the T tool is like a Swiss army knife of soft tissue instruments. It's like a SUV of soft tissue instruments. It's not the flat blade ninja star type of soft tissue tool. It's dimensional. It has a girth to it, a weight, uh, it saves your thumbs and, and provides this leverage and you can use it over clothes. It, it's really got a lot of different applications. So much so that when you see one of these T-tools, you, your brain has to sort of comprehend, okay, so how can I make this work for me? And that's why if you go to T-tool.com and if you work with the makers of the T-tool and you get to know them, they will definitely help you and provide the resources you need to be successful in using the tool. Um, and soft tissue methods and using tools for them, always great for patients. So be sure to check out the T-Tool at thetool.com. And finally, one of my favorites, I use it every day, day in and day out. And you know what? Even uh, my daughter who's taken up ice skating, it's her. she's had her first, second, and third lessons. And uh, if you've never had a kid that is just learning ice skating from nothing, uh, they fall down a lot. <laughs> they fall down a whole lot. And uh, she was sore and um, six years old, and we're not, we're not pushing and pulling and prodding on our six-year-old as much, but we wanted to make sure she was having a little bit of backside pain from falling down so much on the ice. And nothing seemed to really do the trick as well as a little bit of China gel on her little six-year-old sore back. Um, and that's the case for the patients as well, too. Uh, China gel has been around a long time. China gel is part of our institution of chiropractic. Uh, it's reliable. It's very pleasant and it works. 
And I recommend that you check out China Gel if you haven't. Um, and you can get yourself a merchant account and use the FTCA code to do so. And that'll save you quite a bit of money. So check out China Gel. That's it. Um, as the season goes on, the, the ads get a little easier and easier to talk about. Just remember, as this podcast goes on, our three sponsors are Parker Seminars, The T-Tool, and China Gel. And that's all you need to know. Uh, enjoy this episode, and I'll see you on the next one. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Forward, the podcast of Forward Thinking Chiropractic Alliance. And I am here with a special guest. Ben, you are the first Aussie guest on my podcast, even though we've been doing this for a couple of years now. This is Ben Carvoso. Is that right? Is that how we pronounce it? That's pretty darn good. Ben Carvoso. I like to, I like to make it a little bit Italian. Carvoso. Yeah, the uh, Italian guy from Australia. Yeah. <laughs> not, that, not that there's any Italian in me. But really, first Aussie guest. Yeah, I do believe so, yeah. Might wow. even be the first international yeah. if I if I think about it. Wow, mate, I'm honoured. Yeah, and and we don't even know each other. We've it's basically been a car drive that I, you got to know me. Yeah. I didn't. I don't even yeah. get to know you. So no. Well, we're gonna we're gonna get to know me a little bit hopefully in the next uh, half an hour to an hour. Yeah, you know what? I visited your lovely country, uh, but just the Gold Coast, so not all of the real Australia, from what I understand. Uh, last summer, I spoke at Chiropractic Australia. And we were up just south of Brisbane on the Gold Coast. And uh, we're hoping to go back soon. So, Wow, mate. If you do come down, make sure you let me know you're coming. Because uh, I would love to catch up and I'd love to host you if you, uh, if you end up coming down south to Melbourne, Melbourne zone. Yeah, that would be great. And I think we're mm. trying to figure out how to make that happen. Um, okay, awesome. For, for the folks that are listening, they don't know you from, from uh, a French Australian or a German Australian. <laughs> can you give uh, folks a little bit of an origin story tell them what you're all about and where you're at and what you're doing yeah so i, I my, my chiropractic journey started uh at 17 i went and saw a chiropractor uh he impacted my life he was a very um charismatic inspirational guy um mum and dad were patients and they took me for the first time at 17 and i can remember coming home and walking back out to the kitchen uh, a couple of hours after I'd been adjusted and saying to mum and dad, hey, I don't want to be an electronics engineer anymore. I want to be a chiropractor. And um, so I got into chiropractic and uh, graduated. Uh, six weeks before I graduated, I bought my first practice um, and uh, started practicing. I uh, was in practice for about 14 years. And um, this is kind of the story how that leads to why, where I am right now. But at 14, I, um, we were on holiday with my wife in Fiji and I decided to climb to the end of a palm tree to get this incredible photo. Now, you can visualize those palm trees that sort of hang out over the beach. Yeah, yeah. You know, and the sun's setting in the background and it's kind of perfect. And I said, oh, i got to get a picture of me at the end of that palm tree. Well, palm trees are flexible and I got to the end and the palm tree started to wobble everywhere. And I thought I'll do a strategic fall. Um, it was about three metres up. There was water underneath. I fell wet leg went my well, foot went through the water through the inch of sand and onto a big flat rock oh. smashed my left foot into thousands of pieces uh flew home from fiji uh saw a podiatry surgeon had the foot reconstructed was in a cast for three months and as you know the saying you know happiness is when life equals your life expectations and at that point i was kind of happy i thought you know i'm going to take a break i'm going to take three months out of practice i'll build some model airplanes, read some books, walk around the house in my dressing gown, dressed like Hugh Hefner. Uh, this will be good. You know, I'll take three months off. The practice will look after itself. I had a team. Three months later, I see the podiatry surgeon to have the cast off to go straight back into practice. And he took the cast off and I couldn't walk. Uh, and that wasn't my expectation. So here I've got my life not equaling my life expectations and I got unhappy. And I got very unhappy as the rest of the year progressed and I still couldn't walk. Um, by the end of the year, I was still on a walking stick. Uh, and I got so unhappy that I decided to start doing some depression. Um, and then a mate tapped me on the shoulder and he said, Benny, you know, you've got some time off at the moment. I'm building a medical clinic. You know a bit about radiology as a chiro. Do you want to build a radiology practice? And instantly, it pulled me out of doing my depression reconnected with my values, reconnected with my purpose, 
And one of my, my key values is creation. And here I was getting an opportunity to create a radiology practice. And so I did. So I built a radiology company from scratch. I was chief cook and bottle wash uh, in the, the first few months as we that, started that means to build he it. Did, yeah, he did all the work is what he's saying. <laughs> yeah, did all the work. Uh, and uh, so we launched that radiology practice. Uh, it was x-ray and ultrasound in the beginning. And as time progressed, we put in CT. Um, and then I thought it'd be great to build another one. And then... Uh, buy another one and build another one. And so we ended up with four radiology practices, um, comprehensive sites, X-ray, ultrasound, CT. Um, and uh, that was kind of about a seven-year journey. Uh, in that process, I, th- I then sold my chiropractic practices and moved. Uh, someone tapped me on the shoulder and said, hey, you know, do you want to sell? You're a bit annoying. You know, you're our competition. We'd like to buy you out. And so I did. So- I sold my radiology practice. And this is where it led to me where I am now. So about two weeks after I sold it, someone tapped me on the shoulder. I said, Benny, you know, you, you've built some radiology companies. We'd like some advice on building a radiology company. My amazing wife is always at me saying, stop giving your advice for free. You know, you've spent years learning, educating yourself, and you so freely give your time and your advice. Stop doing it. Well, this guy was asking for advice. So I said, mate, look, we you know, probably need a couple of hours. I can do it on Monday. And through my kind of mumbled kind of hand, I said, I'm 150 bucks an hour. And he said, great, I'll see you Monday. <laughs> so I raced inside to my wife and said, guess what? I'm getting paid to give advice. Uh, and so that started my journey into, into coaching. So literally that weekend, I was on the computer going, what is coaching? What is advice giving? You know, how does that look? How do you create structure around that? Um, and, uh, so then over the next, you know, year, basically I kind of immersed myself in understanding coaching and mentorship and, uh, and then, uh, and launched my coaching practice, which is where I'm in there. I'm at now. And what does that look like? What does a, what does a coaching practice look like? Well, it, it, I say coaching practice, it, I, I coach majority of the time, but I also bring some mentorship. So obviously I've had a background in business. I've a very large radiology company. I've got a background in healthcare. Uh, and so some of my clients are healthcare practitioners. And so I bring some mentorship. You know, I'll ask some advice on, you know, how do I, how do I manage patients or, you know, how do I do practice management or, you know, so there's some mentorship. But a lot of the time I'm bringing a coaching aspect. And the reason I do that is, uh, and, and this is kind of my underlying principle and that's why I wrote the book, uh, is I want people to do what they really want, not what they should do, not what the church tells them they should do or their association tells them they should do or the profession tells them they should do or their partner tells them they should do, uh, but what they really want. How do they really want their business to look? Uh, and so uh, in coaching, we're really trying to get our clients to reconnect with what they really want, not what I want for them. Uh, and so my coaching practice, uh, <clears throat> probably 70% of the time is, is really that. It's getting people to connect with what they really want, how they want their life to turn out, not how I might see it as being uh, ideal. On general, how disconnected do you think people are, these professionals, um, when it comes to knowing what they actually want? How much, of a, how much of a putt is that? How long of a putt is it to try to get people to realize what they actually want? Uh, it, it's, it can be tricky if they are certainly not in the place where they're even close to what they really want. You know, they've been, they've been taken down some, you know, I, you know, I talk about when you're on purpose, it's like you're in your river of yeah. why, you know, there's this yeah, yeah. just beautiful, strong current pulling you along. Uh, and it, and whilst there's some bumps and there's some logs and, you know, it's not like necessarily a smooth journey there is this kind of force pulling you out of bed in the morning, inspiring you to do your life's work. But sometimes we get distracted out of the room while we end up down some side stream and we follow that stream. And eventually we're in some little tiny Creek before we know it, we're stuck in the mangroves. And so some clients arrive with to my practice and they're in the mangroves. They're, you know, neck deep in the mud, they've completely lost their journey. And, and getting out of that is hard work because um, it means change. 
It means yeah. at some point they've got to let go of the path they've been on for maybe a year, five years, 10 years, 20 years. They've got to let go of that to pursue what they really, really want. And may mean let, letting go of their marriage. It may mean making some changes around their health. It may mean making some changes around their bank account. It may mean quitting practice. Uh, it may mean starting practice. May, you know, there's, there's, there's change that's required and, and that is always tricky. Yeah, and I do like that you bring up the term on purpose because this audience is mostly the evidence-based, uh, research-based, guideline-based chiropractor. So bringing up a term like on purpose can sometimes make them a little uh, uh, edgy, nervous, I don't know. But I'm trying to get the idea across to these folks that you can be on purpose with, and you can be on fire in an evidence-based sort of way. Do you know what I mean? Like everyone's oh, got a purpose. What I you tend to find in this crowd more often than not is people that are, they're not on purpose. They're sort of driven by what they're driven by whatever shit someone else will give them. You know what I mean? Like the mm. insurance company will pay me this much and that's what I'm going to do. And they're like mm. insurance driven or they're job driven or they're reimbursement driven. I know people that do really well in, in the motor vehicle accident realm. And they're afraid to do what their purpose is because they get paid so well to do the motor vehicle accident world, but they hate themselves and they hate their job and they don't like what they're doing. Mm. Um, Look, you know, if, if doing motor vehicle accident work, doing insurance work um, generates a lot of money and you're building a practice in, and you feel like you're making a change to people. And you know, if you've had a motor vehicle accident, you see a chiropractor and you feel better at the end, then that's good work, right? It is right. So it maybe is. that's, maybe that's the purpose. Maybe he's on purpose. It can be. Sure. Um, absolutely. Yeah. So, but it's, it's, it's really taking the time to go, you know, what do I really, really want? Uh, you know, and purpose, it's, it's interesting that you found that, you know, that could, could be, um, uh, create an uncomfortableness in your audience. Uh, because yes, I get that this whole car philosophy purpose driven has, has had, and you and I spoke about this offline, it has this sometimes a bit of a religious kind of feel to it. And I get that. But I think, you know, I, I, what, what came to mind when you said that just then was the guy, uh, Richard Dawkins, is it? The atheist advocate? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah? I'm so familiar Dawkins, with him. I don't know too much about Dawkins, but I know you Aussies um, either love or hate him. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, you know, if you're, if you're religious, you, you don't tend to like him. And if you're an atheist, <laughs> you tend to like him. Um, but he's on purpose, right? He's, yeah, he's, he's on purpose, so, absolutely. You know, and he's, he's so focused and he's so passionate and he's in his river of why speaking about atheism. Um, and so, you know, I don't think you need to have, be religious about it. I think you can just really recognize it and just love what you do. I mean, you look at some of the great researchers that have impacted the world. Um, they have to be on they're, purpose. They're, they're on purpose. Yeah. They're driven. They wake up before the alarm clock goes off. They're so excited to get into their day. They hate going to bed to fall asleep because they just want to stay doing the thing that they love. And they finish a massive day, like a giant day in practice, or in business or in the research work that they do and they get home pumped, excited, energized because they've been on purpose all day. If you get home at the end of the day and you're tired, you haven't been doing your life's work. Here's a, here's a really existential question to ask. Why does it matter? Why does it matter that you do your life's work? Who cares? Uh, good. Just get your money well, and go home, right? Yeah. Well, that, that could be, and that could be your purpose. You know, I, I've, I've got some, some really good friends that make a real lot of money and they're completely on purpose with that. Their health is not necessarily great, but their health doesn't matter to them. Uh, so it's, being on purpose is doing what really matters to you. Um, and, uh, and I don't care. Like it doesn't matter to anybody else. <laughs> like you're, whatever, well, no, you're speaking like a true, a true coach. So as a coach, you are really just trying to help them fulfill their own needs and desires instead of trying to fill some sort of external meaning that you think you want to insert into them. Uh, yeah. You obviously allow them to establish their own philosophy instead of uh, planting a philosophy into them. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. Well, I, look, I just got an email from a, a coaching client who said, you know, I think I might need to, 
just see a counselor while I'm doing the coaching work with you because you don't, um, let me just, I just, I'm going to quickly just, just get her word. Um, you don't, uh, I think you don't like to give details <laughs> with how to execute. And I don't, you know, I'm not going to tell you how to, how to, how to execute the thing. I want you to discover it because then it becomes yours and you own it and it feels good. Um, so I, you know, I want people to, to really connect with what they want. Uh, and, and the challenge is when you're in the mangroves, it's hard to, it's hard to ask yourself great questions. It's why is my life sucks? Uh, why am I overweight? Why is my practice no good? Why am I not making enough money? You know, these are questions that suck. But a good coach can look at you and ask quality questions. And, and through a quality question, we can get you to come up with better quality answers that get you out of stuck, get you out of the mangroves and back on track and back on purpose uh, with the life that you really want. Let's take this to America. <clears throat> real fast. And, and this could be partially for Aussies as well, but I think, so you mentioned life expectations. And I think a lot of chiropractic school graduates have life expectations of how this career or this profession is going to go for them. And some of them will graduate from school and they'll start practice and those life expectations will meet up. They'll meet just like mm. uh, from your origin story, they met when you first started practice, it was working out pretty good. And then there's a large percentage of people whose expectations of how they thought things were going to work out don't actually work out that way. Uh, whether their expectations were unreasonable or the school put un unrealistic expectations upon them. How can somebody bridge that gap from their life expectations not meeting up to what they actually thought things were going to be? What kind of steps do they have to take in that process? Mm, Basically, it. everyone so here thinks they're going to make $100,000 getting out of school. The reality is they're making like forty. Yeah. 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 Um, or they think they know what they're doing and then they graduate and realize they don't know anything. That's another reality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, uh, yeah. I'll answer this in two parts. First of all, I'll give you the coaching kind of answer. And the coaching answer is have less expectations and more intentions. Be kinder to yourself. You know, as soon as we create an expectation around something, it has an energy to it that, that we either then meet the expectation or we don't. It's kind of a, it's, a, it's an on or off thing. We either get it or we don't get it. And I personally get think it, you're great. setting yourself up to fail if you have expectations. Like you should expect I, I, nothing. Well, yeah. So I love that, right? So I talk about rather having intentions around how it's going to work yeah. out. Yeah, so you still pursue talking. the intention with all your mind. You wake up in the morning and you go for it as, as best as you possibly can, but you get that sometimes it doesn't work out. The intention didn't come to fruition. So, and, and I've got some high performers that when I say that to them, they go, no, mate, that's, that's bulldust. That's really? weak. That's pathetic. Just having intentions, that's soft. Um, I go, well, try it on. Just, you know, just try that for just a little while for me and just see how that feels, having some intentions around stuff. And they eventually get it and they, they feel that the kindness to themselves around having an intention around something versus an expectation. So that would be my first coaching answer to, to that. My, my mentor answer, my business answer is that um, business is tough. It's really tough. It takes a, a certain personality, a character, a certain culture to be a business owner and to be in business. Um, and if you graduate and you go and set up a business uh, in any kind of practice or in any kind of business, really, it's hard, bloody work. It's super exciting to start off with, you know, the creating and getting your logo organized and getting your shingle up and buying your furniture. But then the real hard work starts. And the first three years is tough, like super tough. Um, that's, the, that's the truth around business. Um, no, I, I think and, you and, nailed it. <clears throat> you know, for those folks that think they, you know, they expect 100000 out of school, but they make forty. I mean, that's, that's the problem is like don't expect it and don't act like you expect that revenue. Uh, act like you already have it or act like you want it. Yeah, that makes sense. Look, I, you know, I'm happy to share that when I when I started my radiology company, the first radiology uh, 
um, practice that I built, uh, I was losing $10,000 a week. Uh, and in the first year, um, it, by the end of the year, I'd lost $300,000. <laughs> no stress. <laughs> and I was working my ass off, right? Uh, and, but I was like, you know, I was working my ass off, but I came home with more energy than I started the day. Yeah. 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 Because I was totally on purpose. Um, <clears throat> and the next year, <laughs> I decided to open another radiology practice. And uh, the first one started to improve and then the second one came along and that was also then starting to lose money. So it, was, it took us three and a half years before we issued the first kind of official profit check. Um, <laughs> and I've got, I'm actually I'm telling you this story and I'm literally looking at it right now. I've got oh, it framed. I bet you framed it. Uh, and it's a check for, sure. for $1,000. Uh, <laughs> it's not the original. It's a photocopy of the check. Um, it's a check for a thousand bucks. Yeah, you can. And it that. took three years, three and a half years to get that check finally <laughs> issued. Copy it and cash it. For sure. All right. Yeah. So we got on purpose as a quality, but I would like you to sort of state out, uh, let's do like four other qualities from your coaching experience that you think people need to have. They need to own these qualities to be successful in business, practice, life, whatever. I love it. Let's, let's do it. So I wrote a book called Life CEO. How to take charge and start doing your life's work, not your busy work. Why did I call it Life CEO? Because I reckon running a business and your life, and the two are not separate, by the way. So I hate the term work-life balance. Right. I, I think it, complete, it sucks, sets people up for failure, constantly trying to balance business and their relationship, business and their health, business and the kids. Uh, it's, just, it's just hard yakka creates a huge amount of pain and discomfort. Instead, do life alignment, where when you're working on your business, your marriage is getting better. And when you're working on your marriage, you're getting healthier. When you're working on your health, your relationship with your kids is better. When you're working with your kids, there's more money going in the bank. There is an alignment between these different roles, these different missions that you have, these different departments. So uh, I talk about doing your life's work. And as a CEO of a company, uh, you would consult with your board, your advisors, and you would set the purpose of the company, why purpose is important, getting really clear about your vision for where the company is going or the vision for your life or the vision for your business. The CEO then goes out to each of his individual departments, the HR department, the marketing department, the sales department, the you know, product development department, and gives them a mission. Now, that mission is, whilst they're all different for each of the departments, they're in alignment to fulfill the company's vision. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. So they're different departments. They have different missions, but the mission is in alignment with the overall company purpose. And so that's where I start with clients. I start with let's get your purpose. Then let's look at the different missions, the different departments within your life, the department of a husband, the department of a dad, business owner, chiropractor, you know, your own health. We look at these different departments and we, we set some missions for each of those departments so that we make sure, like I said, when you're working on your relationship, your business is getting better. Working on your business, your bank account's getting better better so there's an alignment so we start with purpose and missions secondly we then go to plans so it's great to have this kind of big picture at some level kind of woo woo sort of purpose mission stuff but eventually the rubber's got to start hitting the road so the next level down from that is to actually create some plans around that and and the planning i do is <clears throat> is really quality goal setting where we set you up for success. So many people set goals that end up in failure and tears. They lower their self-esteem as a result. They lower their self-worth as a result. So we do goal setting that is sets them up for success. And we do it on trimesters. But rather than, you know, so many uh, goal setting stuff is all set around quarters. I don't know what it's like in the United States, but in Australia, we have financial reporting to the tax office that's quarterly. Um, and so a lot of businesses tend to do their stuff in quarterly. And so we work with clients and help them do it trimesterly. And it's a whole conversation. We have time. We'll talk about that later. But we do some planning. So we start putting some 
plan. So we, we, we create some plans that are, that are tangible that can be implemented. The third thing that I do with clients and I encourage people to do is to start working on personality, character, culture, who you be. Because it's important that you recognise that you can be anyone you want to be. That the character you bring to your day, the character you bring when you're in practice versus when you're at home with your wife versus when you're hanging out with kids needs to be different. I don't want to be chiropractor when I'm with my wife in bed. I don't, yeah, really, you yeah. know, with, I don't want to be the husband when I'm with my children. I need to be a dad. These are different characters. These are different personalities, different uh, states that I need to bring to each of those situations. And so I work with clients on developing their character. I've got a, a Range Rover. Any listeners may have kind of a four-wheel drive and it's got the little selector dial in it. When you <laughs> right. start the car, it starts in road mode. But if you're up at the snow, you can turn it to snow mode. You can turn it to gravel mode and rock mode. And, you know, it's got these different modes based on the terrain that you might have the car on. So I'm, I'm Ben Cavosso. That's my default. But yeah. I have a setting in me that I can turn to rock mode or sand mode or winter mode or snow mode. And these different settings, I, I, I shift my, my personality and character to so that I'm, I'm performing as best as I can in that terrain. So the, the guy that you're hearing right now is podcast Ben. Yep. That's a different character to who I was about 30 minutes ago when I went and picked my wife up. That's right. Yeah. So this, that third and maintaining, aspect, maintaining authenticity through all those as well too. Yes. So I'm still like, like my Range Rider is still the Range Rider, even when I'm in the snow but it's character shifts. Does that make sense? Yeah. It'd be similar to um, Tony Robbins uh, changing your state. Correct. Being able to change your correct. state at will. So perfect. Yeah. And so as chiropractors, when we, when we step, when we unlock the door, you, you've got to move into, there's two states. There's one is the business owner state so that you're as the business owner, you know, empowering your team that work with you an example that you want them to set so you've got to come as that you've got to bring that state do not turn up and start yawning when you first arrive don't come in and say geez i'm tired today because uh, if you bring that state that is exactly the same state that your team will adopt they're looking to you for leadership so there's a business owner state that you need to bring a leader state that you need to bring but there's also the chiropractor state that you need to turn up for with your clients so that when you leave the team huddle that you've just had when you first arrived with your team and step into your consulting room and see that first client, you need to be in chiropractor state, whatever that is for you. So personality is the third thing. The fourth thing that we then work on is productivity because step one purpose, step two plans, step three personality, the world is still not different. Nothing has changed until you actually take some action. So the fourth step is how can you be productive, not busy? So many people are running around, particularly in business, doing busy in business, but not productive. Busy is uh, often doing what you should do, not what you really want to do, and getting home exhausted. Getting home busy, full, but unfulfilled. Productivity, on the other hand, is when you're doing something that's connected with purpose, where you've got some really clear planning around it, you've adopted the character, the personality you need to adopt, and you then then take an action. And that produces productivity, which brings me to the fifth step, which of course is profit. That for all the, the effort and work, the deployment of your assets, of time and money and energy and sanity, at the end of the day, the week, the month and the year, you're profitable. You're profitable in business, but you're profitable in your relationship, you're profitable as a dad. That is, at the end of the year, your relationship with your children is better than it was at the start of the year. There are the five steps. I know you wanted four, but there's five. Yeah, I'll take a fifth. I'll take a bonus. <laughs> Does that make this sense? No, this is great. And uh, not only do I think the newer members of our profession need to hear that, but the, the ones that are halfway through and towards the end, there's always time to reinvent yourself. Mm. Um, I've got to tell you, you know, like, you don't have to reinvent yourself. You can stay home. 
you, you cannot you cannot leave home and go on the adventure the adventure which is uh, which is growing your relationship your marriage every year gets better yeah Do you know like you know people talk about the those those great years in the beginning when we were first dating yeah but now you know things are so so to hell with that you, like it's got to be better the second yeah. year and better the third year and even better the fourth year and better the 30th year. So I'm 30 years married and our relationship keep, keeps getting better because we work at it, because we have a mission around it, because we plan around it and because we do productivity around our relationship rather than busy. Um, so our relationship gets more profitable every year. Uh, I got distracted. I was about to say something then. Um, no, those pieces are big. Having a mission, just you know, why are we doing what we're doing? That's why I asked you. Why does it matter? Why yeah. does it matter to to do to have a purpose? Why does it matter? Um, because it improves the quality of everything, not just be with you, but with everything around you, your community, your life, your marriage, your children, your your uh, business. That's yeah. why it matters. Mm. I mean, yeah, yeah, you folks in Australia, you can't stop your forest from burning down. <laughs> but you can somehow come together and make a better community out of it afterwards. There will be a Phoenix to rise from those ashes if there's a purpose yeah. behind it. Yeah. And that's, that's, thank you very much. You've just given me my, my insight back um, on what I was about to say. It's, this is the hero's journey. So you don't have to leave home. You, you, the world doesn't, it doesn't have to become better next week and next year if you don't want. And I think about this when I, I think about um, Lord of the Rings, whether you've seen Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah. You know, it starts off in the beginning, right? And Gandalf goes to the to the hobbits and he says to um, Frodo, hey, you know, like, we need your help. We need you to leave whatever the place is called, Hobbitville. The Shire. Um, Come on, man. The Shire, that's right. The Thank Shire. you. Leave the Shire. Thank you. Um, Got to leave the Shire. And, and most of the people in the Shire never leave the Shire, right? They never they're there, leave. They're no. happy. And everything just stays the same. And, you know, it's all good, right? But he says to Frodo, hey, it's time to leave the Shire. We, we need your help. And he, you can see him head off, right? And he heads off with his, with his two buddies. They've got their little backpacks on and they've got their second breakfast in their backpack and they're smiling and they're laughing and they're singing and the sun is shining on their backs. And, and, and that's how it starts when we first leave home, when we decide to head out on the adventure to grow our relationship or grow our business or whatever it is. You know, the, the graduate graduates from Cairo College and then starts to head out to build his first practice. Sun's on his back, sun is shining, it's all good, good times. But eventually, nightfall comes. Eventually it gets dark and we enter the dark night of the soul. This is when things get tough. This is when things get awkward. This is when we start to question our worth. We start to question our ability. We start to question whether we're good enough. We start to have the good old imposter syndrome kicks in. Who am I, I, I know that one. Yeah. to be a, who am I to be a doctor? Who am I to, to give this patient advice? Who am I to change this person's life? Who am I to be in business? This is the dark night of the soul. And anyone that leaves home must enter the dark night of the soul. You can't grow any aspect of your life without going through one of these moments when you start to question. But it's in this moment that successful people get a resource. Yeah. If you look at, you know, Lord of the Rings, you look at um, uh, Star Wars, you look at any of these things, you know, the Yoda appears in the dark night and says, hey, I believe in you. You're, you're worthy. You can do it. I've got your back. I'm not doing it for you, but I'm here to support you. I'm here to cheer you along. Here's what worked for me. I don't know. You might want to try it on. We get some kind of resource. It's a, it's a pill. It's a potion. It's a piece of advice. It's a piece of equipment. It's a book that we read. It's a video we watch. It's a seminar we attend. It's your wife Someone says, stop giving hey. advice for free. Yes. <laughs> Someone comes along and says, I believe in you. Here's maybe try this. And, and we come out the other end of the dark night of the soul. And guess what? The sun is in our face again. And we've grown. Our relationship is better at the end. Our business is better at the end. But there's a lot of people that enter the dark night and they turn around and head straight back home. They don't keep pursuing through. They don't finish the journey. And so for your listeners, I, you know, I want them to really understand that if any of them are in a tough place right now and it's dark, perfect. They're in the perfect place. They're about to do something super cool if they keep moving forward. 
Yeah. Don't quit. Um, keep going. Yeah. Don't quit. Don't retreat. Keep, keep pushing forward. Uh, you know, I spoke to a group of, of school students, um, finishing year, uh, uh, year 12, which is the final year in high school for us before they head off to university. And, uh, I, I, I did a half an hour talk. I was coming back to the second half an hour a week later and I contacted the school and said, look, I'm coming back to the second half. Is there any particular direction you want me to head after I spoke last time? And they said, look, you know, the students are, you know, they're feeling the stress, you know, it's getting close to exam time. I, I think maybe some mindfulness stuff, you know, some, some stuff to calm them down and, you know, and, and just, you know, take the stress away. I went, okay. So I, I, uh, we started, I walked in and, and we had the lights off and we, we started playing that scene on the big screen with the sound up as loud as we could. That scene out of Braveheart. You know when the British troops are coming up over the hill, it's just a sea of red. <laughs> and the, the Scottish are all lined up. And, you know, the, the tribes, all the tribes people, the clansmen are all lined up. And you can see them they're looking at these British coming and they're starting to think themselves, this is going to end in tears, I'm out of here. And they start to get scared and they start to just, some of them start to leave. And, and William Wallace rides out on his horse with that blue paint on his face. Uh, and he gives some kind of speech. And, and the speech goes something like, you know, you can leave today and then wake up one day in your beds wishing and wondering whether if you'd fought today, how it might have turned out. And he gives this big pump-up speech. And he, and he, you know, they clash their swords and they, you know, bang their shields and, he pumps them up, he fires them up and fires them up to head out into battle. He doesn't sit them down and say, hey, you know, let's just get you to relax. Everyone take a seat, cross your legs and let's just meditate on this before we go into battle. See, in society now, it, it's become uncool to fire up. Everyone's doing relaxation doing let's get calm in the face of stress in the face of fear i say look there's a time for that yes but but many of us we need to stop doing calm we need to fire up we need to go into battle and that's that was kind of the 30 minutes i gave which wasn't quite what the school was <laughs> expecting which was i said to the kids it's time you kids went to war go to war with these exams go to go into battle let's fire up don't get freaked out. Let's fire up. Wake up in the morning pumped and excited. Um, you know, bring that energy and, and go to war with these exams. And so some of your listeners need to, it's time to go to war. It's time to fire up. It's time to stop the procrastination and the perfectionism. It's time to, to stop the tiredness. Because, uh, you know, I see that a lot these days in, in my coaching clients because it's become uncool to get angry and frustrated and fire up. Um, people are doing tired. Yeah. They're doing tired, turned in. Yeah. Uh, and depressed. Correct. So, um, yeah. Let's not finish on those people. I know there's, there's, everyone's got challenges mm -hmm. and I know we tend when we have conversations in this profession specifically, uh, we have conversations turned towards the people who aren't making it. But as a coach, you obviously have plenty of people that are making it, the winners. Yeah. And, and not yeah. to say that the people that are facing their dark night are not winners as well. They're just not winning the way they want to yet. What are some things we need to tell the winners? Because there are a lot of successful people out here doing really good stuff. They're just not there yet, whatever there is. And, and it can be the same story. You just have to keep pushing through. But what do you, when you have a good solid winner in your in your possession and a winner comes to you for coaching what are you coaching winners about so a, a winner's every, every single person that comes for coaching is wanting a question answered there's some there's some question am i am i doing what i'm supposed to be doing could i be doing this better why has that happened to me um th there is some aspect of their life that they've got there's a there's a glitch in there's a question that needs to be answered. And so for those that are doing super cool stuff, they've got questions. The most successful people on the planet get stuck on yeah. a daily basis, a weekly basis. They, they, they get to a point where they, oh, there's kind of this, this, this sort of oh, just, I don't know what it is. It's like, you know, they, they're moving forward and then bang, they hit this kind of wall. They get stuck 
for a moment. And again, like I said, in that moment, it's like a mini dark night of the soul. In that moment, they grab a resource. They, for example, my book, The Life CEO, a CEO of a company, whilst he's the big head honcho, he has a board. And he'll regularly consult with the board when he gets a bit stuck. He'll go, hey, you know, this challenge has come up in the business. What do you reckon? And then the board give him some feedback. They may even just ask him some questions. They may give him some insights. They may give him some mentorship. Uh, They may give him, hey, we just believe in you. Keep moving forward. Uh, But successful people, the listeners that you've got that are really kicking some goals, um, they're coming up against little things. I say to them, get yourself a board. Don't do it alone. Uh, you'll, You'll have a team under you from front desk team to tech to, you know, maybe some associates that are working in the, in the business, they all, they all feed up the chain to you. They'll always bring their questions to you, their challenges to you, their problems to you. But who are you taking your stuff to? Your challenge, your glitch. Get yourself a board. Now, this can be a free board. You can set that up. Uh, and, I, and I suggest like all good boards, there's a diversity across the board. You might have a couple of chiros on your board. You might have a lawyer on your board. You might have just a plain old, just a business person that's doing some cool stuff in business. You might have someone that's on the board that's got an amazing marriage, that's got you know, incredible fitness. Um, you, you have a diversity to your board and that you regularly kind of tap into that board whenever you're feeling like there's a glitch. Seek advice. Seek mentorship. Have people that, that are on your team to champion you. Because your team underneath you, whilst they'll do it to some level, they're looking to you for leadership and championship. You need someone that's going to champion you. So you can get that for free. Or, you know, that's why I'm in business, uh, you can pay for it. And, and I think anyone who's doing cool stuff, anyone who's at the top, they have a coach. The greatest tennis players in the world have a coach. The greatest basketballers have a coach. The footballers have a coach. They have someone that, that, that fine-tune them on a daily basis to make sure they stay on track with success. It's perfect, man. It's perfect. And this is the work you do on your podcast, right? Yeah. You're, you're, this podcast is about championing uh, chiropractors to, to be their best, to bring their best. Uh, and the guests that you have on are doing that. They're bringing the insight. Um, and, and that's super useful. and um, you need someone, I believe, on tap that that you can tap into when you need it that gives you personalized championing and coaching. Yeah, the challenge here with the podcast is uh, I'm speaking to so many different people. There's no way to hone in on one idea or one person or even one demographic. Um, but hopefully I can help point people in a direction to go. Um, and obviously you've just displayed yourself as an excellent direction for people to go to if they need help so tell people one about the book and then two how they can contact you if they want to yeah thanks bobby boy can i say too that um uh, i encourage your listeners to also um like i said on the board have a diversity to the board but also have a diversity to what you read and what you listen to and what you watch sometimes we only listen and watch the stuff that that feels good and feels comfortable and feels easy read a book that doesn't feel easy Read a book that challenges your beliefs. You know, if you're not religious, pick up the Bible and read some of the chapters of the Bible. If you're religious, pick up one of Dawkins' books and read some <laughs> of that. You know, like, and it's okay not to, 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 um, to believe. It's okay not to agree, but at least seek to understand a diversity of opinions. Mix with different people. Go down to a local coffee shop. Instead of hanging out with maybe your Cairo colleagues, as you normally do, or the you know, a Saturday morning, go to a local coffee shop and start up a random conversation with someone and have a diverse conversation. So, uh, because sometimes there's just some magic when you, when you step out of the the comfortable, uh, I know the work that you do with, you know, the, 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 um, the conference that you put on and and the, the diversity of guests that you have on your show, create that challenge for some of your listeners. And so I encourage them to do that. Anyway, getting in touch with me, Really simple. It's drbencavosso.com. So I'm sure you'll probably have my link on your podcast yeah, there. Yeah, we'll have all. Yep. There's a heap of resources there. There's videos. There's 
you can download a free chapter of my book. Uh, I'm going to send you, um, Bobby, a link to my envisioning program, a really simple program um, that isn't on my website. It's not normally available. It's, it's, a, it's a program I, I give to my coaching clients, but I'll make it available to your guys because of the, the topic we started on, which was purpose. I'd love some of your guys to spend some time envisioning how they want their future to be. Uh, and so this program takes you through that envisioning process and how I do it and how I do it with my clients. It's really simple. The, the program's got a heap of resources on it. Uh, I think that'd be valuable for some of your listeners to stop for a second and go, hey, how do I really want this to turn out? Not just 2020, but 21 and 22 and you know, 2025. You know, where do I see this life, this business going? Um, so I'll make that available um, and you'll be able to have that link there. And then, of course, my book, available at all good bookstores uh, and online, Amazon, etc. Uh, Life CEO. Uh, again, I encourage you readers to get it. It's a coaching book. It's not a book that you read. I'm reading Phil Knight's book at the moment, Shoe Dog, which is just a story, right? It's just going yeah. through his story. And there's some interesting insights in there, but there's no action to be taken. Right. Whereas my book is a coaching book. It'll ask you quality questions uh, and have you start to explore your purpose start to explore making plans and their personality and of course productivity so that you can be profitable. I'm a dot connector and I have so many ways that I can, that I've got you in my mind of how you can connect some dots for all these people. So uh, this will not be the last that we communicate. Mm, probably I'd, I, love to, I'd love to do it again. And I envision a nice uh, coffee shop visit or uh, maybe a little pub visit if you're down for it uh, when I'm, running through Australia in a couple of months. Mate, 100%. Don't just do that. I want you to come and hang out. We've got a spare yeah. bed for you. Come and hang okay. out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You got kids? I got kids. I got uh, 20, 19, and 17. Okay. Well, we got younger kids, but we might, we might roll them through for you. So yeah, you perfect. Some youngsters. <laughs> I love it. I love Thank it. Thank you so much for your time, Ben. Um, Thank you. I feel buddy. like I made a new friend. You have absolutely. I've and loved I know, it. I know that the listeners start. are really, really, really going to love this stuff. They've been, they've been dying to hear someone say something like this for a long time. And I think we found our guy in an Australian accent as well, in an Australian accent as well. Beautiful people, beautiful country. All right. Thank you, Bobby. All right. Take care. Cheers.